0: Welcome back everyone to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is February 4th and we're coming to you straight from Hiro, Tokyo. I'm your host Julian Demansky, and joining me as always is my co-host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno.
1: Hey guys, it's been a while. Sorry that we couldn't record the last two episodes, but how are you guys doing?
0: Yeah, it's been a bit of a frantic, busy week, um, mm. but yeah, we're back at it, so uh, nothing to worry about <laughs> on this end. Uh, got a quick update for you, Yasu, on the, uh, the Fry situation, the Fry pandemic.
1: Oh yeah, well, what, what's going <laughs> on with that?
0: <laughs> so we talked about it last, last uh, two weeks ago, right? And um, Madol said uh, it would be extended another month, mm. um, but last week they announced it's going to be extended further. It's indefinite now. Right, um, but in retaliation, one of the maybe better like burger chains in Japan, Freshness Burger. Oh yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, I think mm. I think they're only in Japan, right? Um, yeah. But, but they they announced that they're going to be upgrading the size of their potato fries <laughs> by twenty five percent.
1: Wow. So uh, you know,
0: really taking the taking the water, McDonald's, uh-huh. uh, and then a couple of days after that, uh, you know, the convenience store mini stop. Mm. They sell like uh, little buckets of uh, fried potatoes. Yeah. But apparently they were saying that, like, they get all of their potatoes from Japan or from, like, Taiwan or something like that. So, like, you know, they're, oh. they're from Japan and, like, other Asian countries. Huh. Whereas McDonald's, the reason they had to downscale was because they come from Canada. Um, oh, was it Canada? Yeah. Mm. So, Stop started selling this um this new, like, mega potato bucket that's 300% mm. bigger <laughs> than the previous bucket. <laughs> the, the price is more. It's not like you get 300% for free. Of 40. course. But they're just basically like showing off, like mm-hmm. like how many potatoes we've got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Uh, maybe maybe they can turn this into like an anime one day or something. <laughs> could be a could be a funny like food. Is it shokugeki No Soma? Do you know that um, food ah, wars? Yeah, anime? Uh-huh. I feel like it could be like that, but with um <laughs> with like French fry, fries, French fries, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, kind of uh, stupid. But uh, let's get into some real news. Uh, what have you got for us this week, see? Okay,
1: so. Funny you mentioned that because uh, my first story is also related to popular food, mm. which is ramen. Okay. I just saw a tweet just a few days ago that's been going viral. And I, I showed this to you. Can you read it? Onjutsu bun no soup
0: more. No. All right, it looks like more, but yeah, it's- Oh, all. right, yeah, so it's a bit handwritten, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, he, he spilt, so he spilt today's soup. Okay, so so he's closed the shop. This is a restaurant, right? He's closed the shop because Uh he spilled the soup. Uh But
1: but you can tell what soup.
0: Yeah, so the ramen, right? The the broth he's talking about. Yes.
1: (laughs) That's really sad. (laughs) It is, exactly. So, this is an A4 size uh, poster Mm. that he just posted on the shutter of his uh, ramen store. Mm. But the way it's written, you see the the three dots after koboshimashita. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It just looks so sad. It's kind of like Zamnen. It's Mm. like. Mm So it appears that uh, this is a poster that was uh, written by a ramen shop owner in Ueno, mm. and he later took the interview from some media and said that he accidentally spilled the uh, soup uh, in the kitchen mm. that he was planning to use for a ramen mm. uh, for a hundred customers that oh, afternoon. Wow. So without the soup, he can't cook any ramen, as as you yeah, may know. Yeah. Right, without broth, mm. it's impossible. And yeah, just for a reference, many people in Japan think running a ramen shop is a simple business, mm. but it's not. It's just an example of like how much preparation every day. Oh yeah. yeah sure. You know, that's required. Mm. And plus it's a highly competitive market. Mm. So you are always on the, you know, price war with other ramen shops, you know, yeah, yeah. thousands, if not tens of thousands of ramen shops in Tokyo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, Basically, every street has a couple of ramen shops, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can see, like, within close proximity, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Even more fierce, even compared to the French fry wars. Exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, there's quite a lot of uh, anime about ramen already, right? So (laughs) you you can tell the competition. But, yeah, I think one thing maybe people don't realise about ramen is that, um, because it's called ramen, and you think of the noodle, right? Mm. But it's the soup that is, like, unique to every shop, right? Yeah. And every chef has their own, like, Flavor blend, or they've yeah. got their own secret recipe, right? Exactly. So the, the noodle is just kind of like a, a plain noodle until you put it into the soup, you know?
1: I mean, you know by now that uh, most of those noodles are mass manufactured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, yeah. Like other factories. I mean, it's up to a ramen shop owner or the chef which noodle to use. Mm. You know, that goes well with uh, their broth mm. and the soup. But, uh, yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, what really differentiates them is the soup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what was fortunate for this guy is that he's got a lot of public attention uh, because of a person who posted the picture on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So it seems that he's got many more customers uh, the day after. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) coming to visit him and, you know, asking whether everything is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he seemed happy.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not every ramen restaurant, but sometimes you can see into the kitchen and they just have like a giant, it's like gallons, like, you know, big pot that they brew that that broth in, right? So I imagine, you know, like if that pot like fell down, it could actually be quite dangerous, right? Yeah. Especially if it was like hot, like liquid, you'd uh-huh. be just like uh-huh. brewing it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, another the, thing. It's really he, heavy, right?
1: He actually said that no one's got injured. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah da- dangerous. uh dangerous places i think ramen kitchens can be they're very like narrow aren't they Mm. and you got big flames all the time and and big pots of soup and stuff usually (laughs) they
1: have a tiny space tiny kitchen yeah 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 but anyway even by reading this poster you can kind of imagine how upset he was Mm. he just ruined all the work that he did in the morning i um, mean yeah that would be preparing for hours
0: for the broth that'd be devastating right and Mm. then you know if that's a how much would you pay for that ramen maybe like 600 700 yen maybe more mm. times that by 100 you know and he's lost all that money for the day yeah so um yeah i mean that's n- nobody wants that for their business mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. you have to close the whole business for a day mm-hmm.
1: but i think it's good that uh we have a tool like twitter today yeah that's it know. Yeah. anytime someone gets into like an
0: unfortunate situation
1: mm-hmm. i think
0: th- those tweets are like the ones that most have the most potential to go viral, right? Yeah. Because everybody loves, like, the underdog story, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, man, poor guy. He's, like, yeah. trying his best. mm mm-hmm. you know? Very emotional. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the phrase? He sure came here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just trying with all his, his heart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it had a small, small failure, but people are there to, like, support him. So that's, that's mm-hmm. cool.
1: <laughs> and we're not supposed to laugh. But when you imagine, like, how the soup was spilled, mm. it's kind of comical, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, even when you said it, like, it just, like, some kind of, like, Tom and Jerry kind of scene uh-huh. came into my uh-huh. head, and yeah. he was like, like, almost, <laughs> like, almost falling over, and then didn't fall over, but then slipped, and then, I
1: don't know,
0: like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you imagine it in, like, a comical way like that, it, mm. it just, you know, it helps lighten up the whole mood. Because, yeah. like you say, like, no one's hurt, and... He hasn't suffered like a big loss because a lot of people have shown him support after that. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm sure he he can look back at it and laugh, you know. Mm. Yeah, so what's the name of this place? Yeah, it's called Mendokoro Jinambo. I believe it's Nogata Honten. Nogata
0: Honten. Okay. Well, mm. uh, yeah, guys, if you're ever in Oeno, whenever Japan opens back up, you should go down there and say, I came all the way from Gaikoku just <laughs> to try your spilled soup. I'm sure, I'm sure the owner would appreciate it. uh
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Oh sorry so actually it wasn't Ueno but Nakano. Oh okay right right. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, pretty close from the Nogata station. Oh
0: yeah so in uh, Nakano. Mhm. But it's another popular spot for tourists, I think Nakano Broadway you know. Oh like yeah. Those kind I've of areas. never
1: been actually but it's a good
0: cool place if you're a nerd. They have it's kind of like a mini Akihabara. You oh know. you've been there. Yeah a couple of times it's mm-hmm. really it's really cool cool spot. What a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) Okay, so talking about funny accidents, uh, this one's maybe a little bit more severe, Mm -hmm. uh, but nobody was actually seriously injured and uh, it is quite comical. (laughs) Right. So basically uh, down in Yokohama a couple of weeks ago, um, a man in his 40s or 50s, the the, the details are a bit loose on this story, but uh, a middle-aged man, uh, he appeared to have uh, fell off a building um, and I know, I know what you're thinking like probably like in Japan it's quite common like suicide's quite a big mm. deal right but it, apparently in this situation he literally just fell off he, he might have been doing maintenance or something oh, like that oh I see because it was only off the fifth floor so uh, he slipped off the building and the other thing is that he fell between two buildings oh. which would seem like a bad place to like jump if you did it intentionally right yeah, so yeah. it's uh, I'm sure anyone that's been to Japan you will know there's like a lot of these tall buildings have very narrow gaps between them right so he fell down there and then a woman in like the fourth floor office of one of these buildings, she heard something like fall. Right, it was like, oh, what's that? So she she looked out the window, and then she lost her balance and fell out the window as well. Oh, at the same. Right? I know. At the same time, a guy in the opposite building, uh, he was on the third floor. She so was on the fourth floor, so he was also looking at the window to see what happened to this guy. But then the woman that fell out the window fell on him, so she hit. This guy on the way down, and then when she when she got to the ground floor, she hit another guy, who had run to help the first guy that fell down. Oh. <laughs> so like, guy fell, woman checked to see what happened, fell out herself, hit another guy watching, and then hit another guy on the floor. So four people got no hit. It's 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 almost unbelievable, right? <laughs> it's just it just sounds like a it sounds like a cartoon, right? It's just it's just crazy, um, but. Um, apparently, um the the two guys that got hit by the woman, um, they suffered very minor injuries, just kind of like sprained muscles mm. or whatever. So, um yeah. the woman just suffered like a fractured bone. Mm. Uh he doesn't, doesn't even say which bone, it's just says she, she fractured a bone, but nothing too serious. But amazingly, the first guy who fell from the roof didn't die. Mm. Like five floors. That's still like, like 10, 15 meters, maybe. Like yeah. that's really high. But they suspect that because, like, between a lot of these buildings, you have like cables hanging down, or like air vents for the air conditionings. Mm-hmm. So he might have like fell, like, bounced off a few of these things mm. as he fell down, right? Which mm, probably sounds yeah. kind of painful, but uh. obviously it's breaking his fall as he as he goes, right? So apparently, yeah, he wasn't even in like critical condition. He just oh, had some like wow. fractured ribs, um, but he's in hospital and it looks like he'll be fine. So just just. Just bizarre. <laughs> Completely bizarre
1: situation. Right. Um, what I don't understand is the woman like I, falling from the window. It's crazy, right? Like it never happens to you, right? Like uh, how can you fall from a from a window?
0: Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where like, you know, it's all about balance, right? Mm. Like if you put more than half of your mass out of the window tipping point you've already gone past, right? But maybe, yeah, I, maybe like, <laughs> maybe she wasn't really holding on. Maybe she was leaning, but then her feet, like, slipped. Maybe she didn't have, like, maybe she was wearing slippers, you know? Like, literally slippers. <laughs> they slipped, or, or something like that. I kind of, because I imagine she was obviously looking out, and then it just, all of a sudden, she, like, lost her balance and fell. Hmm. Or, I don't know, but imagine, look, and then you're the other guy, you're looking out the window, and a woman just falls on your head. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised he didn't fall out the window because that would probably like, like drag you yeah. down. Or that, that must've really hurt. And then the guy at the bottom, he was running to help the first guy. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, but mm. there was, there's some kind of, you know, funny, funny comments on, on, on Twitter as as always. <laughs> um, but the, the one I thought we should all probably think, and they I, I probably do is that uh, I hope they can all laugh about this someday, but it's a good warning to be more careful. So I think that's a good, overall encompassing comment. Um, yeah. Because I'm sure they, they must realize how ridiculous the whole situation was. But yeah, when you're leaning out of windows of tall buildings, um, one guy said, uh, it sounds like one of those clips at the end of a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> Which True. Is, I, can, I can imagine. Yeah. I forgot what the movie is, but there's one Jackie Chan, he's running through like a shopping mall. Uh-huh. And you know, you have like the main, most malls have like a main like foyer. It's like a round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and you know, there's balconies of all the different uh-huh. colours. but there's like a giant like curtain hanging down. Yeah. And the, he's running away from the bad guys. He jumps over the balcony, grabs mm-hmm. the curtain mm-hmm. and then like rappels all the way down mm-hmm. like a, like a rope. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, something like that. But So that kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, one guy said like, what is this, a cartoon? Which is like, <laughs> 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 that was, that was my initial impression as well. I think overall just, just complete and utter disbelief. So uh, yeah, a fairly short story, but just one I thought I couldn't, I couldn't not mention. It was just so bizarre. <laughs> mm. like- <laughs> So uh, what else have you got for us this week, say?
1: So it's not from this week, but uh, this is one of the stories that I was uh, meant to share last week. Okay. And it's about this high school girl uh, who's got caught cheating at the standardized exam to get into college. Oh, yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nationwide news. Right. Okay. Uh, but the way she did it mm. was quite, how do you say, I'm not supposed to use the word Interesting. But
0: Unusual, perhaps.
1: Unusual, for sure.
0: It's not like a classical cheating technique. Mm. So I think, yeah, I I kind of recall the story, but yeah,
1: why don't you recap on what happened? Even before going into details, I think it's worth it for you to know some background of the college entrance exam. Mm. So every year in mid-January, almost all high school students in Japan who are willing to get into college take an exam called uh, Sentashiken. And for those of you that are in the US, um, it's something quite similar to SAT. Mm. I'm not sure uh, if there's something equivalent in the UK. Yeah, I think we have
0: like similar kind of um, like SATs. We used to call them SATs or um, Mm. like A-levels. But it's basically like high school. You just do like like an overall test of your knowledge of everything, right? Uh Of all Uh your subjects, yeah.
1: Right. And as you can imagine, it's quite essential that you get high scores on this exam if you want to get into a good college. Mm. And this girl allegedly was hiding a smartphone in her jacket mm. and took many pictures of the questions while, while she was taking the exam. Mm. Then, here's the unique part. She used Skype to send all these images of the questions to several different university students simultaneously. Mm. Uh, those students that are working as tutors as part-time jobs. Right, right. Then most of those students uh, thought they were simple questions from a student mm. and go back to her with the right answers.
0: Oh, so, the, you know, these are like kids that are working, right, as tutors. So should, mm. they're getting paid to do this. Mm-hmm, in uh, principle. I guess her, her parents are pretty pretty well <laughs> <I> off. <don't> or <know. laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, that's a good point. And it made me wonder too, But here's what's clever about her. So it seems before taking the exam, she went to a web platform where you can connect with uh, university students Mm -hmm. that are willing to work as tutors. And she created an account there. And while her account was on a free trial period, she reached out to several college students and asked for their uh, Skype IDs, pretending like she was seriously looking for tutors. Mm. And not just any college student, but she was looking specifically for students from uh, Tokyo University mm. and Kyoto University, mm. you know, two of the most difficult universities to mm. uh, get into in Japan. Right, right, And she told them beforehand that she wants to test those students' knowledge on the 15th of January. And she said, based on that, you know, based on the test results, uh, she'll choose her tutor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, as you were telling me that, it was making me think of the, you know, the, the, the wasaigo word of like cunning, mm. you know, which means to cheat, right? Cunning. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought that was really funny, but she is cunning. Yeah. That is cunning. It L- is. Literally, right? That's not, that's not your classic, just cheating you know
1: looking at it's the not next classic person at all. Like, yeah yeah, yeah. No. and just for your reference uh the 15th of january was the exam date of course yeah yeah sure yeah. sure and look i think she's clever here too mm. someone says uh i want to test you mm. you'd focus more on getting the the answers right yeah because you don't want to fail the test right yeah 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 and I think that's natural human psychology, mm. especially for those top students that are confident with their knowledge. They
0: want to be tutors, right?
1: So they can't be wrong, right? Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. And I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you said it's cunning, but uh, I actually thought of a popular manga in anime. Right. You know, which one? Uh, No. Uh,
0: It's a good chance I don't know it, but. I think you know it. I mean, if you
1: don't, like, I'll be surprised uh death note oh death note, okay <laughs> yeah so there was one scene close to the beginning of the story mm-hmm. where kira hides a portable tv in a bag of potato chips
0: oh uh, yeah, yeah do you remember yeah. that scene? yes 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 yes
1: yeah and he he kept looking at it while he was pretending like he was studying in his room mm-hmm. and he was basically checking the, the news program yeah yeah and checking the names of the the criminal yes, right? yes 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 so, i remember yeah but that's how he managed to kill them all, mm. like while being monitored by L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if she was inspired by the anime or anything, <laughs> but it's got a similar vibe to it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, that it's just pretty funny
1: overall. I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised she managed to get a phone into the, to the exam. Yeah. So it seems that uh, this kind of kaningu uh, or cheating is considered a crime. Mm. And um, I was wondering, like, what, what kind of crime it consists, mm. but it's part of uh, obstruction of business.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And I didn't know until recently, but this uh, Senta試験 is run by an independent administrative corporation, and they're doing it for business, basically. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So hypothetically, if many people start cheating and the exam loses its validity, then that can damage your business.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But what seems unfair, though, is that... Uh, <laughs> I only found this out yesterday, but there's another student who's got caught on the same day in some other part of Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's been hiding his smartphone, like, between his thighs. Mm-hmm. But for him, like, there's no penalty. He got disqualified for the exam, of course. Okay, But then... He didn't get arrested, mm. you know. He didn't get any punishment, you know, oh, okay. real punishment for it. Right. Some people are questioning now, like, what's the difference, right, between this girl, true, yeah, and this this boy? I mean,
0: was the did the, the boy involve other people?
1: No, uh, I, it seems not.
0: That's the only difference I can yeah, think that's of. Yeah,
1: right? that's the only difference. Mm.
0: But it's still cheating, right? Cheating it, is cheating. Yeah, and if if the exam, I guess the. The exam company, they don't care about how you cheated, really. Mm. They just don't want you to cheat, right? That's that's exactly. the thing that damages the, the name, right?
1: Yeah. So I've seen many comments online saying that this incident is just uh, hyodan no ikaku. Mm-hmm. Or it's almost identical to the English uh, expression, tip of the iceberg.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: hyodan is iceberg. Oh, I don't know that word. Or the the ice mountain. Oh, And ikaku is the tip. So you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So I understand there are many controversies over this, but I think in the future, they should be conducting a lot more thorough inspection on your personal belongings. Mm -hmm. Basically before you enter the site. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I'm not sure if it's going to be something like the security gate at the airport. <laughs> but at least, you know, something to check whether you have um, metal objects. Yeah, I was about to say, like the wand, right? The uh, the,
0: the wand, ma- the, yeah, the magnetic. That wand. one
1: shouldn't be too expensive.
0: Yeah, and it's not—it's not really invasive, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I think most people would understand. I'm sure yeah. some people will complain, but mm-hmm. you know, if people in the uh, people are cheating, is in the news, right? And I think it helps people understand. Especially parents, right? Mm -hmm. They were like, maybe I don't want you like checking my kid like with a wand. But
1: (laughs) Yeah, because one thing is that now this story has become the nationwide news. Mm. It can encourage other students to do something similar. You know, if someone is doing uh, this kind of cheating, Mm. then why don't I do it too? Yeah, of course. It's not fair, you know. Everyone's doing it anyway. (laughs) And I'm just afraid of that kind of uh, mentality.
0: Sure, sure. Mm. hopefully it'll happen the other way and they'll they'll see the consequences of getting
1: caught I hope so too and that'll put them off
0: uh, trying in the first place <laughs> mm.
1: but all these computer devices are getting only smaller mm. so yeah it's really difficult to detect them with human eyes mm. so some cameras are disguised as glasses or even pens mm. or it could be something else but Maybe literally anything right mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So-
0: Dangerous, yeah. So uh, don't cheat, kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't, you'll have to report yourself to the police. It won't, mm. it won't be fun. And fine. if
1: you do, there will be a consequence. Yeah. Or consequences. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so to, uh, to lighten the mood a little bit, Yasu, yeah, so, uh-huh. I'm moving on from cheating. We're going to uh-huh. talk about Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, yeah. Nice one.
0: Which is, uh, you know, it's a big event around the world. Um, a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it for different reasons. Um, but in Japan, it's quite a big deal. I would say uh, it is mm, so, so much some so reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so much so that it's even spawned uh, white day, which is the opposite of Valentine's day. Right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> which is a very specific holiday to Japan. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a kind of a, a weird issue coming about this year. Should we say uh, overly enthusiastic fans hmm. sending chocolate to their favorite anime game characters?
1: <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but I can imagine some people would do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, you know
0: the, the, the otaku culture in Japan is quite strong, right? It's mm. quite it's quite famous. Um so I'm sure many of you uh, gamers out there will have heard of the company Koei Tecmo, mm. who uh quite famously published the um Dynasty Warriors games. Oh. You what? <laughs> is that huh? Dynasty? Dynasty, yeah, Dynasty Warriors.
1: <laughs> oh, Dynasty? You sure? I mean, yeah. is it dynasty?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's spelled with a Y, but d- that's how I pronounce it. Dynasty.
1: <laughs> Wait, would you say uh, dinosaurs? No, you that's say-
0: spelled with an I, right? Wait, huh? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> are you are you using your stupid American English again, Yasu?
1: Oh, true. Uh, no, no, it's not stupid. I mean, uh, let me check. Uh, uh, let's consult uh, the dictionary. So. The- Oh okay, so they have two pronunciations. Alright, so what's the British one? Dynasty <laughs> Oh There you go. For Queen's real. English. But the real English says Dynasty. The re excuse me. <laughs> Dynasty.
0: <laughs> the fraud. That's cunning. Cunning Dynasty. English. Dynasty. Yeah. Du- Dynasty. Duck du- Dynasty. Dynasty. Unacceptable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this is quite interesting.
0: I refuse to change my pronunciation.
1: Dynasty, huh?
0: Anyway, yes, I refuse to change my pronunciation. Mm. It will be the Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also make one because uh, Dynasty Warriors is about like Chinese history, right? Yeah, and uh, they make one about like Sengoku period, the uh, the feudal feudal like warring mm-hmm. era. Sengoku Japan. Muso. Sengoku Muso. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they they make those kind of like battle games, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it features lots of like famous. You know, like uh, uh, historical figures, like uh, Oda Nobunaga, for example, you know, mm-hmm. famous kind of military leader in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know, Can, can you can name some others. Uh, you've got Tokugawa.
1: Tokugawa uh, uh, and uh, Toyotomi Hideyoshi.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So these, these kind of guys, right? Um, Date but, Masamune. Ah, yeah, Masamune. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm sure, you know, they were quite charming, charismatic guys in their time, mm-hmm. but in the games, they're super like Ikemen, super like fresh. <laughs> too handsome. Yeah, they're just too handsome. Yeah. Right? But this can this can lead to some, maybe mostly female fans becoming mm. quite uh, infatuated with these characters, you know, uh, <laughs> quite into them. But actually, this led me to a, a new word I, I learned this week. It's a uh, Rekijou. Which is a it's a basically like history girl, yes. rekijo. Uh-huh. It's very specific though. In the G show, the definition is young woman strongly interested in pre Edo history. Mm. So it's like more specifically about women and pre Edo like Japanese history, uh-huh. rekijo. <laughs> so I kind of right. a, I've never heard right. of it. Before. It's kind of
1: so uh, reki to Reki is a shortened form of uh, rekishi. Mm. Mm. Rekishi is history.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and joe just means like, yeah female women, right yeah.
1: female mm-hmm. so uh yeah
0: it's it's a it's a sensible word just never heard it before um, mm. but apparently yeah a lot of these Deki joe they've been sending chocolates to the uh Koya Tecmo office in yokohama <laughs> um so some of them sending to the developers saying like oh thank you for like making my favorite game and stuff but some yeah that Sounds more natural, that, right? But mm, but some are actually like addressed to the characters, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. you know. So, like, yeah, uh, Nobunaga sama, you know, please accept my blah blah, blah chocolates. Oh. And it's uh, it's interesting, we'll, it we'll, is, we'll
1: put it that way. And do you know which character is the most popular? I don't actually know. So, many years ago, I was playing uh, Dynasty Warriors. So I know all the characters, uh, but I haven't really played Sengoku Musou. Mm. But I knew, as a matter of fact, uh, Sanada Yukimura mm. is one of the most popular characters. Just uh, check the you know, popular like, character ranking online. Mm. And Yukimura was ranked number four. So yeah, still one of the most popular. Okay. Uh, but the, the most popular one today is uh, Ishida Mitsunari. Oh, I don't know him. And look at the the picture. Oh wow! I mean, he looks nothing like a Japanese guy. What do you mean? Every Japanese guy has
0: like pure red hair, <laughs> not not ginger red, like literally like strawberry red. red
1: yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you want to see like what the actual like uh, Mitsunari looked like?
0: I would love to. <laughs> nice. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all joking aside, I knew that's exactly what he would look like. (laughs) All all of these like old Japanese historical guys, Uh like they all look exactly the same.
1: I mean, maybe because of the (laughs)
0: drawing style. It's not; it's the drawing style, but they. I think it's maybe also the hairstyle. Of course, obviously they have different faces. Yeah, but there was a lot of like, I guess, like uniformity in like the way that they had to dress and stuff. Yes. So. You know, they all they all sit in the same pose with the mm-hmm. same clothes on with the same haircut.
1: But look at this uh, real red, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mitsunari. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it's uh, it's different. What's uh, what's Mitsunari famous for? Is he like just a samurai warrior, or
1: so? Yeah, Mitsunari is a very famous one mm. for uh, losing the battle against uh, Ieyasu. Who's the founder? You know. Oh right, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the founder of the uh, Tokugawa Shogunate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who started the Edo era? Ah, I see, I see. So Mitsunari was on the losing side. Of ah, I see. The, the biggest battle in the history of Japan. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've about that. But yeah. Chief. He was. Uh, he was the number two guy under uh, Toyotomi Hideyoshi. Ah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, he was a supporter of Oda Nobunaga. Mm-hmm. So after Nobunaga passed away. Uh, Hideyoshi succeeded in his role mm-hmm. and became the, the leader. Mm-hmm. And then after Hideyoshi passed away, Mitsunari uh, took over. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, Mitsunari lost the war against uh, Ieyasu. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, in terms of how he looks, <laughs> it's... It's exactly the same. no what i'm saying is that compare even compared to uh, Ieyasu. Uh, because i don't i doubt Ieyasu looks that cool even on the game right right look at Ieyasu.
0: oh yeah he looks i mean he he, i mean he still looks good right but he's like uh Mm. he looks more like realistic in a way he's kind of like a big brutish man i mean the costume's a bit over the top but Uh but his face just looks like a like a mean, like tough guy, right? Yeah, tough guy. Yeah. But he's not like, like, like a bear. P- not like a pretty like boy band kind of idol. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: I mean, we don't no. like these warriors, but- Yeah, uh... but he,
0: he looks like someone you'd want to have next to you in a war. Mm-hmm. He looks like kind of scary. You'd want him on your side, right? But this guy, he's not inspiring. Oh, he lost. I guess that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he spent too much
1: time on his hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe in the actual game- Right, um, there is a correlation between like how how cool you look uh, okay. and your strength. In a TV game, you'd want to opt for uh, stylish ones because they are the ones that have speed and skills and maybe better combos. Sure, yeah, yeah. You you want something that's visually pleasing, not yeah. like a big a
0: big tank guy just mm-hmm. doing heavy punches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, in real life, these guys are cool, and in games, they're pretty cool as well. Um, so you can imagine lots of, uh, of these Joe quite infatuated with the company, sending too many presents and stuff. So
1: Yeah, I wonder what they do, what the gaming company do with all those chocolates. Well, I imagine they probably just eat them, <laughs> maybe take them home, give
0: them to their families and stuff. But um, apparently this year they actually had to put out a statement asking fans, um, mainly for safety, like, you know, health and safety and, uh, you know, anti-corona policies and stuff like that right just please don't send them in because they they, they get so many they have to like open them up check through them yeah and they just said they're kind of a bit short staffed and it's not very like hygienic you know in this kind of time right yeah to be sending a lot of packages into the office so
1: you know i can imagine that many of those chocolates are handmade i would imagine so yeah Mm. because in japan there's a belief that Whatever uh, whatever products, especially when it comes to chocolate, mm. Valentine's Day chocolate, the ones that are handmade are considered more serious over the ones that are, you know, manufactured or sold in the, oh, absolutely, yeah. the shop.
0: I think goes for anything, right? If you, if you make a present for somebody. It always, True. You know, because you've, you've, you've not just spent money, you've spent your time, which is always more valuable,
1: right? Yeah, but there is also a specific uh, phrase for it. You know, mm. choco. Oh yeah, and handmade the physical, chocolate. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Mm. I, I know, like the phrase like "giddy giddy choco," mm-hmm. which is kind of like obligation chocolate. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always found that quite funny. Yeah, yeah. And those are usually never handmade. Yeah, yeah. That's more for like your boss or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or like just men that you work with. If mm-hmm. you if you're a woman, right? Men that you work with who you feel like. If you don't give them chocolate, then it might cause some kind of issue. So you feel like obliged to give them <laughs>
1: something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But anyway, yeah, guys, uh, I'd be interested to know, have you ever sent a present to, to your favorite character, to your favorite uh, company or a publisher or, <laughs> I don't know, any, any kind of up? Head over to the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash thisweekinjapan and uh, let us know. So what's your final news story for the week, Yasu?
1: Yeah, so uh, my last story of the week is also related to some snacks in Japan. Okay. And I'm sure you've heard of a snack called Umaibo.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I've never actually eaten it. It comes in a like, little tube, right? Oh, I'm you've a,
1: never tried it?
0: I've never <laughs> actually tried oh, it. shame. They sell them everywhere, though, but I just never…
1: Okay, so yeah. Umaibo, or it's translated into delicious stick. <laughs> whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. <laughs> Buy me a drink first. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. <laughs> uh, it's a small puffed cylindrical corn snack from Japan. And it is produced by a company called Riska mm. and sold by King. Okay. And there are many flavors of maibo available, such as salad, mentaiko, uh, takoyaki, and cheese. And sweet flavors such as cocoa, caramel, and chocolate. Mm. And a well-known fact about Umaibo is it's extremely cheap suggested retail price of 10 yen, which is about 9 US cents. Mm. So it's been the case that uh, you can buy Umaibo with Wanko. You learned that word, right? Yeah, but I think
0: in the previous context, it was 500 yen, right? Like a…
1: Yeah, but uh, the idea is that it's one coin. And anything can be at one coin, Mm. right. And Umaibo launched in July 1972. Mm. So the fact that Umaibo is sold at 10 yen Mm. is something everyone in Japan knows. So when we say the price of something is, for example, 1,000 yen Mm. or uh, 10,000 yen, Mm. uh, we kind of joke that, oh, like we can buy 1,000 Umaibo with that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah you know so that's that's how common it is uh, it's almost like a currency but uh basically for the past 40 years uh they've never changed the price it was always sold at 10 yen but then last week uh they announced that they have to increase the price from 10 yen to 12 yen and which is due to the increase in the production and all other uh, related costs. And recently in Japan and probably in some other countries as well, but everything is kind of like becoming more expensive, right?
0: Yeah, so I guess like the difference of 2 yen doesn't sound like a lot. You know, from, from 10 to 12 yen, but that's like 20% price increase.
1: Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, like imagine At the like- end of the day, it's just, you know, freaking- 2 yen, yeah, two cents, yeah, yeah, or even less than 2 cents yeah. per product. So it's not a big deal, but yeah. yeah. But here's an interesting part. So if a maker, any maker, increases the price of any product, people get mad, right? Yeah, sure, right? Yeah, but this time... People are so sympathetic to the maker, mm. <laughs> saying that it should have been extremely difficult for Yaokin to maintain the same price for mm. over four decades.
0: That, that's insane. Yeah, that's mm. really crazy. Mm.
1: Mm. And they're rather praising their f four yeah, for the yeah. last 40 years. Wow, yeah. But I just found this so rare. Yeah. You know, I've never seen people praising a company for raising the price.
0: I mean, yeah, that's, that's gotta be a first, Uh, maybe not a first ever, but I mean, I've never heard about anything like that before. Mm.
1: I haven't seen a single criticism about the
0: increase. But that's, that's (laughs) the thing though, like, you know, when you listen to everything that you just said, right, all those facts, you can't help but feel like, like it's remarkable that they didn't raise the price 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been through like, you know, economic Climb in the 80s, the bubble, you know, like bad economy. And then things are quite shaky nowadays. Uh And all the way through that, they've kept the same price. That's that's crazy. Yeah. It's
1: amazing. Yeah. It almost sounds intangible as a business. (laughs) But the only downside to the increase in the the price in the practical sense is that uh you can't buy it anymore with just one coin mm, mm, mm. so you have to prepare at least two coins mm. or uh three coins if you want to be exact
0: yeah i guess you need yeah like 15 or 12 right
1: but again um i think this is not a bad timing to change the price mm. because more people are opting for cashless options right mm. such as uh, suika So, yeah, it's less of a hassle to deal with all the the actual coins. I guess so, yeah. I mean,
0: I know they sell them loose, but like I always see them, you know, in places like Daiso or like the supermarket. And they're always bunched together in like 10, right? So it's like like 100 yen, but you get like 10 sticks, 10 delicious sticks. Mm. (laughs) So like, (laughs) I'd imagine maybe they'll just bundle them together as like 9 Nine for a hundred, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that might make things easier. Um, it's probably only like kids that actually buy them as like a singular item, right? But mm. maybe adults just like, yeah, they, they can afford a couple of right. a couple of packs. So uh. they just get them all together. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I thought there's was quite a lot of uh, adjectives you had to use to describe the uh, the actual product. It's kind of interesting. Mm. So I, I thought you said that was like a small, uh, puffed, cylindrical,
1: cylindrical. <laughs> <one>. yeah.
0: <laughs> but actually you know this, um, this story reminded me of uh, something that hits quite home to me uh, as a British person it is uh, the Freddo you've probably never heard of a Freddo before Freddo <laughs> <laughs> alright so l- let me show you a picture so this this is a Freddo so it's like a small uh, chocolate bar um, and Fredo is like the name of this little frog character.
1: Mm, I could tell,
0: uh, <laughs> right? And then you know the, the, the chocolate bar is in the shape of Freddo. Yeah, and the inside is like caramel. Right, but they're just they're just just delicious. It's like ca- oh, ca- Cadbury's okay. chocolate with uh, caramel inside. The color of the package, the the purple, like
1: looks kind of gross.
0: Uh, that's Cadbury's purple. That's like their color. That's the company's
1: okay, okay, Yeah, I mean, as long as it tastes good. Yeah. Careful with your words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
0: <Yeah. laughs> um, in the UK, we use them as currency.
1: Oh, On you s- do? Yeah. Like, I mean, so two two Freddos? That'd be like two Freddos, Freddos. yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like,
0: but when I was a kid, they used to cost 10p, which is about, I don't know, like 16 yen maybe, roughly. Oh, okay. um, Or I don't know, about, yeah, about 16, 17 cents. So, you know. Rough translation, um, but now they cost twenty five pence oh wow, so like it, it became almost like a joke at one point that like every year the price would rise by a penny, mm, and they wow. started about fifteen years ago, oh okay, wow, so, so that's
1: about right,
0: yeah, yeah, but but now you know, like people who are like. Not even old, but like middle-aged, or e- even like us, right? Mm. We we like to say to kids like, "Oh, back in my day, you know." Like, <laughs> so like we say to like you know kids like, "You don't know the struggle." Like Fredos used to cost ten p, now uh-huh. it's twenty five p. I could buy ten for a pound, but right. now it's four for a pound. It's like you know we have that kind of thing, and we also use these little like chewy sweets called blackjacks, mm. and they used to cost one p, not like one penny. So that 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 literally was used as like a currency like at school, you'd sell things for blackjacks. Because ah. like, you know, one penny or one blackjack. It's right. the same value, right? right? So like, I remember in school, we'd trade like, blackjacks flat like Pokemon cards or, like, you know, kinds of things. Like, it was almost like prison, <laughs> prison
1: currency. But <laughs> right in school, right? right? Makes sense. So. Yeah, something similar.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So I feel like maybe every country has that kind of culture with their snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but- thing is
1: that I don't think there is other uh, snacks in Japan that mm. are used that way besides right, okay. Mybo. So. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the golden standard.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And, uh, yeah, I promise you by the end of the
1: day, I will have eaten
0: it. And a yeah. <laughs> What's
1: the What's the best flavor that you remember? Uh, there are just too many, so I would uh, recommend you trying like ten different flavors. Oh, okay. And you tell me which is right, okay. your favorite. All right, okay. Yeah. I'll re- I'll report back. Maybe. That's your homework. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that wraps up all the news for this week. So let's move on to the final segment of the show. Word of the week.
1: So today I'm going to introduce to you an interesting Japanese-English word. The word of the week is Arasa.
0: Arasa. Or oh, Arasa. Is it like a long sa? Mm. Or just like Arasa or Arasa? Arasa. Oh, okay. Oh, God. That's a that's tricky one. Uh, okay. Can, can you give me a clue, please?
1: There is an alternative to it, which is Arafo. That's not helpful at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. Arafifu. What the f- <laughs> listen listen carefully. Okay. Arasa Arafo Arafifu. Maybe start with ara part. Yeah. And as always, it's the it's an English word. Abbreviation right? of a certain English word.
0: So I wanna say something like arrive or Nope. Arrange? Nope.
1: Ah, no. You're ah. hopeless. Ah, man. <laughs> okay, focus on the latter half of the word. Okay. So, Sa, Arasa Hoh. Hoh. was it? Hmm.
0: Hmm. How is it like third, fourth, fifth?
1: Close, close. do. You're getting close, but... Uh, they are numbers, Num- fifth, something, huh? Fifty. Uh, oh, fifth, fifty, fifth, fifty fifth. No, f- uh, fifth, Fifty. fifty. <laughs>
0: I'm so
1: confused. <laughs> 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 okay, so if it's fifty, then what's four? Well, forty
0: mm-hmm. and thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this like kind of like when you turn age? It's like. Like milestones in your yeah. life or something like that. Yeah, but what's ara? Uh I already said arrival, but to me it sounds like arriving at thirty. Well, use your point.
1: imagination. It's related to those numbers, right? Yeah, no, no I don't have an imagination.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm stumped. I'm absolutely stumped. Around. Oh, oh my God! Around.
1: So you. How, how, how old are you? I would prefer not to see. <laughs> okay. but you are, I'm, I'm 32. <laughs> but you are Arasa. Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what's interesting about these wars is that the, those people have different definitions of what consists around. Right, a yeah, yeah, number. yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if you are at the age of 25, if mm. you round the number, Becomes 30. Right, okay. So some people would consider uh 25 to 34 is mm. Arasa. Mm. But I think more people would uh, take it more narrowly. Mm. So maybe like 28 to 32. But uh, good or bad, many Japanese people are obsessed with these numbers. So many people use these words in a way that I'm already Arasa- so I can't run as, as fast as, or you know, I can't exercise as hard as I used to or oh, something. Okay. Yeah. It's quite difficult to explain the nuance, but it just sounds a bit sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this katakana kind of word, you know, yeah. Arasa or even Arafo. I accidentally saw a YouTuber mm-hmm. who's got a name Arasa Daigakusei Hamai. Okay. And um, Arasa means around 30. Oh, and okay. And yeah, yeah. is a college student. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite old for a college student to be Arasa. Uh, okay,
0: so he's like, so his channel name, is it actually about being like a around 30s university mm. student?
1: It seems like it. Mm. So he, it seems that he's a student at Waseda University.
0: Oh, that was pretty good. University, from what, mm-hmm. from what I hear.
1: <laughs> but uh, what's unique about him is that he's already 31 years old. Mm, okay. So it's kind of rare for a college student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you are in a graduate school or a PhD, right? Yeah, PhD level. I mean, people can be like 40 or
0: 50 yeah, or whatever. Yeah.
1: But yeah, he, it seems that he is making videos about his college life. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. yeah
0: maybe he, maybe he like kind of restarted his career and wanted to go back in learn something maybe he like he had another job before probably was like, yeah. i'm just gonna go back and
1: looks like a nice guy do
0: it all over again interesting yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah I'm, tr- I'm just trying to think of like some some situations where i can use this word
1: uh those words are more often used for people that are younger than the actual number so yeah. oh, you, you call okay. someone arasa when they are a bit below 30. right so, okay 27, 28, 29. Uh, but once what? you hit the number, I mean, you can still be called Arasa, mm. but yeah. yeah, for example, in your case, 33, mm. it's, uh, it's a not typical it's giddy, Arasa. giddy. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I'll have to wait till I'm, uh, out of, out of four. Out of four. Yeah. A yeah, couple of years, but uh, I'll be getting there soon. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. The the Japanese people's obsession with the numbers. Yeah, you guys are obsessed, And the blood type too.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, like, I feel Westerners, like, you know, we we use them as, like, a a general gauge of, like, how life is going, but we Mm. don't really obsess so much about them. We don't, we don't have too much meaning
1: in the numbers, you know? Yeah, I think that's more healthy. (laughs) (laughs) You said it, not me.
0: (laughs) But anyway, that's uh, another interesting word. So, uh. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that one, Yasu. or well, <laughs> three words, should I say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, guys. So that's all we have time for this week in Japan. And just before we finish, we do have uh, a quick update regarding the show. Due to our kind of limited time and scheduling uh, at the moment, uh, we're going to be shifting gears, putting our focus a little bit more back to our YouTube channel, uh, Japan mm. Go, yeah. um, which will mean that we won't have much time. Right.
1: The so the thing is that Julian and I both very much enjoy, you know, making this podcast. Mm. But our YouTube's growing too. Mm. And we now have over fifty thousand subscribers on the channel. Oh, actually fifty fifty-seven right mm. now. And our second to the last video about the Japanese knife makers mm. got over uh how many how many views now? Like five point five million views right mm. now. So even though making a YouTube video is quite a time and effort consuming process, we decided to restart it and produce some high quality videos there. Mm-hmm. And just to give you guys a heads up, our next video will be released in about it's a bit hard to say because it's uh it also depends on Chris mm-hmm. uh from abroad in Japan. But I would say within a, a few weeks' time it will be released.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I uh, think yeah, we mentioned uh I think around the time that we filmed it, but we we assisted uh, Chris uh, with his Ken Watanabe video, Yeah, uh, which uh, we've been made aware it's very close to completion. Uh, It's just being checked and finalized. And I think he's going to be publishing it pretty soon, right?
1: Yeah. So basically, uh, now the Ken Watanabe video is complete, uh, Chris finally managed to edit everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Now Ken's agency is checking the footage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how long it will take, but... Hopefully soon, you know, definitely uh, by the end of this month, mm. we'll be able to release the video.
0: And because, yeah, in our in our latest video, uh, Chris is joining us as a kind of guest mm. host, right? So um, we'll be releasing the video on the same day that he releases his video. Yeah. So it's all kind of depending on that. Um, but basically starting from this afternoon, right, uh, after we finish the podcast, we're actually going to go and record some stuff. Yeah. And we've got another couple of days of filming scheduled for next, next week or the week after, Mm-hmm. So, it already, we've just got a lot of like stuff piling up uh-huh. <laughs> quite quickly, right? Uh-huh. And that's making it harder to, to schedule time in for the podcast every week. Mm,
1: at least for the time being. Yeah. But either way, I hope you guys search for Japan Go on YouTube in case you still haven't seen our YouTube channel or our videos and get subscribed to stay tuned for our upcoming videos. So, stay healthy, stay safe, everybody. And we'll see you again in the near future
0: for another episode of This Week in Japan.